Welcome to the Australian Property Investment Podcast. We tackle the big questions in property investing. Our guests are industry experts and we're fortunate to pick their brains on the challenges that investors often encounter when growing their property portfolio. Welcome to the Australian Property Investment Podcast. Let's start investing. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Christie-David, and uh, I'm, this episode is going to take on a different flavour, a different spin, because we're hitting the 100. So I grew up playing a lot of cricket and uh, unfortunately never hit 100. And so to me, this is going to be my high score. And hitting the triple figures deserves a bit of a chance for us to stop, pause, and reflect on the journey. And, and that's the nature of this episode. So what we're going to do is just uh, I guess review uh, what got us to this point, what have been some of the highlights in uh, in launching this podcast as well, with some of the feedback that we've got from our clients and have a bit of fun with it this episode as well. So I want to say thank you very much. If you've tuned in, if you've uh, joined us on the journey, I want to say thank you very much. And that's, gen- that's genuinely where I want to start um, with this episode, which is a thank you. A thank you to our listeners who have reached out, given us the feedback, maybe dropped us a question as well and that's what's kept us going because the feedback uh and the and i guess the uh, gratitude that we've got from people that have been listening that have got some tidbits that have got some pointers for example and what uh, and, and feeds into my next point which is the information they've got from our guests have been critical so so i want to say a thank, huge thank you to all our guests who have been part of this journey uh, when i look back at the names that we've had on here it just blows me away that so many people have given up their time their energy and most of all being willing to share the information that sits inside their heads as well and that's the beauty of like this podcast medium which is getting access to someone that you can listen to on your own terms in your own time Uh, that's why i think this medium is just so popular and and you see that from the number of podcasts uh, that are out there as well a special thank you to also social storytellers so for any of our guests that have been um, lucky enough to come up to that studio in north sydney where we get it for the day and we kind of have guests coming in and out uh, the team up there at social storytellers done amazing jobs when you see the audio when you see the video clearly if you're on video you know that i'm not in the studio because it's so nicely done up there as well um, but that has been a big part of making sure that the production quality uh, is top notch as well because you can't get away with bad audio when it comes to a podcast too uh, a big thank you to rachel Talata and our team now rachel is someone that sits behind the scenes as well, but very much going about organising our guests, getting run organised, getting the studio organised, most importantly, getting me organised as well. So I want to say a huge thanks to Rach in our team. Uh, so this is a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes to bring you each and every episode as well in terms of the production, in terms of the guests, in terms of getting it out there and then making sure that these uh, episodes go live as well. So I certainly don't take for granted the amount of effort that goes into each and every episode as well, and I hope that it really resonates with you too. Having a look at our journey, uh, a couple of questions I do get from uh, from time to time is, you know, what's our listenership like, or how many downloads? What uh, do we do we track or trend? And I've um, and my response is, it's probably one of the few things in our business that we don't measure, and uh, kind of goes against the grain usually of how I like to operate, which is what gets measured gets managed. But in this uh, for this particular activity, 
all I know is that I've had clients or new clients reach out to us going, I've been listening to your podcast and I really appreciate it and I'd like the opportunity to work together. To me, the fact that I've had a couple of people reach out, more than a couple, but had people reach out to us off the back of that, that's enough for me. It means that I know it's working. And again, I'll go back to this medium, which is uh, some people that have reached out maybe have been Googling or maybe they've um, had a bad experience maybe with another broker or maybe with a bank, for example, or maybe they just feel too shy, they're a little bit more introverted, they feel too shy to reach out and drop it into an inquiry, um, or maybe they feel judged for what's happened in the past or where they are presently uh, and they haven't taken action. And then having a listen to our podcast episode, they've now had a way to, to take some action and go to that next step as well. And um, that's where I go, well, it doesn't matter how many listens or how many downloads, they're great vanity metrics. What we really want to track is the impact that we're having on people's lives. And when I hear that people reach out to us off the back of it, I know that we are hitting a home run here as well. So when I look at that and in conjunction with the, the guests that we've brought on, I feel really fortunate this is something that I get to do as part of my day-to-day rhythm as well. So being able to sit down and, and meet some amazing industry experts, some thought leaders, I usually refer to them as best in breed because they are the people that really set a standard inside their own industry as well. Uh, I know that I you know, I want to have played a certain level, so therefore the people around me, I want them to be at that certain level to make sure that when we're putting out content, it's just not content for content's sake. It actually has some purpose and some meaning around it as well. But most importantly, it's for the Australians who are listening that want to build wealth through property and ultimately build intergenerational wealth through a high-quality property portfolio. If we come back to that every single time, what are we doing and why are we doing it? That is what um, what we're doing. Rachel asked me a question and said, look, what's some of the insights or lessons that you've learned uh, having you know, nearly done 100 episodes? And uh, it strikes me uh, there's a couple of home truths that I hear from a lot of people, and I see it with clients as well. Um, property or money in the bank isn't necessarily true wealth. Health is true wealth, and that goes for mental health, spiritual health, physical health, emotional health as well. Now, you know, the last couple of years probably has brought that to a major head where health and well-being uh, doesn't matter how much money you have, if you get sick, what have you got? So uh, we grew up with our mum saying health is wealth, and that, that, that rings true to me as well, which is why I try to focus so much on health and well-being before money and more money, uh, more money in the bank doesn't necessarily always equal more happiness. Yes, you get more choices in life, but what I've also seen is more properties doesn't equal more happiness. And that's where we come back to that quality versus quantity uh, discussion that we have with a lot of clients as well. Um, another thing that I think um, upon reflection, having a look at that is how much has changed, especially if I look at the, the time that we've been running these 100 episodes, but also how much, you know, the time, the last seven to eight years that I've been running Atelier Wealth, uh, how much has changed? I look at life, you know, our lives are completely different to what they were a couple of years ago, let alone what they were when we thought just a few years before that as well. Uh, the lending market is completely different. Um, there are things at the start when I when I started out as broking, uh, living expenses weren't an issue. Credit cards weren't an issue. Rental shading wasn't an issue, for example. Um, HECs, private school fees, uh, private health insurance. 
None of that seemed to matter when it came to serviceability, which is also an ultimate borrowing capacity, which is ultimately how much people can borrow and buy for. Uh, so all that kind of cascades along. And I just thought we were doing investor loans at 99% LVRs, 97% interest only at some point. You couldn't dream of that. And I just think things have gotten harder more than they've gotten easier when it comes to lending. Now, that's uh, I don't like to say that because I think it's, there's always a way. So where there's a will, there's a way when it comes to buying and investing. However, bank policies will continue to tighten and we will never get back to a 97% loan-to-value ratio for an investor interest only. They just won't do it. And so I just think where we are now, um, it's probably the easiest that we'll be. And we hear this in the business sphere. This is the best time to be an entrepreneur or a business leader, for example, business owner. Uh, this is the best time to be an investor. Because things will get harder, prices will go up. For example, with more competition. So where I look at uh, where I look at what we're doing with this podcast, it's getting people into the headspace, and that feeds into my next point, which is around the mindset of the investor. And if you look back to some of the episodes, particularly around, I'd say Mandarul Khan, Victor Kumar was very, very big on it as well. For example, the number of guests that have come on and said. The self-development work that they have done has paid bigger dividends than investing in property. Now, naturally, the investing in property gives you this on-paper wealth that can give you the in-the-bank wealth as well if you start cashing at some point. Uh, but that consistently blows me away about how many times I hear from people that I've interviewed that have done some form of self-development. I don't really mind who it is. I think we had one recently. They went through Grant Cardone, who could be a polarizing figure. But it doesn't take away from the fact that what that person is doing is choosing someone that they resonate with to get some value out of to invest in themselves to give a better rate of return on their income producing asset, which is themselves and not their property portfolio. And having done some personal self-development work, um, and that's through our business coaching, through our individual coaching, for example, through fitness coaching, investing in yourself is the greatest investment you will make become an income producing asset which is i am my greatest income producing asset as opposed to properties i control the outcome for me as opposed to properties as well so i think if you're if you're looking at how to invest in property my question is how are you investing in yourself as well uh, one of the questions rach asked me here is behind the scenes and funny stories um and there's this uh i, I just as soon as she said this, I'm like, yeah, I definitely know what this is when it comes to the podcast. Our first episode, and they always say you should be embarrassed at your first, whether it's your first video, your first car, your first podcast episode, um, and make true to form, we are super embarrassed. We, I unwillingly, this was years ago, even before Sienna, our daughter, uh, was born, uh, hired a little studio in Chippendale. They said, yep, you can jump in there. I had brought my laptop, had no... Um, uh, software, so I had no programs to download the audio onto. I had no knowledge about what to do. I went in there, this little box where you can plug in stuff. There's no cords, and it's thanks to Neil Ashworth, uh, one of our earliest guests, who was oh, he was lucky to be there. He's like, mate, what we need was go and get a few USB cords and um, and plug in. We downloaded the software, and away we went. And I realized at that point. Do it yourself versus going into a studio and I pay for the privilege of going to a studio 
there's just so much peace of mind that comes when you pay versus do it yourself. And you, again, we can draw an analogy out of that going, you can go look for a property yourself. You can go do it yourself. There's going to be quite a lot of uh, learnings, quite a lot of brain damage. The amount of time that I spent trying to do that versus I go into a studio, they've got all the cords, they've got all the gear, they've got the best gear, for example, that I possibly couldn't afford. Why wouldn't I just pay extra and take a shortcut to success? I'm not taking a shortcut for the simplicity. I'm taking a shortcut to get to a successful outcome. And that's, again, something that I looked at going, just learn so much from it. I want to do, and this is probably why some people probably don't do some, whether it's they want to do a podcast or they want to buy a property or whatever it is, why don't they do it? It's because when you're trying to do it yourself, you've got to go through every single step in the process versus if I can delegate, I can not abdicate, if I can delegate this to someone who's a professional that does this day in, day out, it's a much short, shorter way to get to success. So that's one thing that I, um, another one we probably had was we, we, you know, when line guests up at a certain time, called a guest, I'm like, where are you? About 20 minutes late. And they said, I didn't realize that was today and jumped into their car and zoomed on over to North Sydney and they were there <laughs> pretty quickly as well. So uh, to that guest, I want to say thank you very much and I uh, haven't forgotten that as well. Uh, some of the stories that have really stuck out to me um, upon reflection as well. There are some amazing, amazing guests. I'm talking about some killer real estate agents. I'm talking about uh, some wonderful buyers agents, uh, interior designers, for example, uh, outdoor uh, garden design experts as well. So everyone has played their role. Uh, there are a few names or people, conversations that I had that I think really, really resonated uh, with myself and our listeners as well. So Simon Presley's a fantastic uh, market commentator, buyer's agent as well. That extends across the guys at Right Property Group as well who have been around for a very, very long time. But I think have a, um, what's the word? I think they're a good nature in, in their outlook personally and professionally. Uh, they've been through enough property cycles, the two of them, and I think that's one thing that I look at their proof of concept is they've been through plenty of market cycles and still generate great results as well. Someone like Julie Crockett sits in that, uh, in that category. Michael Yardney, Chris Gray as well. So really synonymous names in this space too. Uh, Manzrul Khan, uh, an absolute legend in the accounting space for property investors. Any clients that refer to him, we just say, look, he's busy. Like he's one person with that many hours in the day, but geez, mate, he's an absolute machine sometimes as well. And what he's done personally sets a standard. Now he, he obviously plays not his cards close to his chest. He just doesn't want to brag about his portfolio, which I think is kind of uh, very humbling and endearing, but also what he does is he gives you that confidence to go, why aren't you doing this? Every client that we've got that deals with, say, like a Munzer or a property savvy accountant, for example, comes back with more confidence and reassurance that what they're doing is the right next step as well. So we talk about industry veterans. Um, I think for us, we've been really fortunate that they've just said yes. But we've asked them, they're like, yeah, we'll come on and share our knowledge. There's a lot to be said about that as well. Uh, someone newer on the scene, uh, Steve Polisi, for example, Paul Glossop making waves as that next generation of buyers agent. I think they're doing fantastic work in and around, say, socials uh, and raising the profile, you know, through a book, through socials uh, and running great businesses as well. So I think they do well from a personal perspective, portfolio, but also from a professional perspective as well, which I think is uh, very admirable. Um some real highlights for me personally, you know, someone's being like the Craig James and Martin North. Now, these are people that are highly sought after from a media perspective. Uh, again, ask them, we'd be happy to jump on. And they first thing is they say yes. So 
uh, it's not necessarily only generous with their time, but generous with their knowledge as well. So I think for us, I'm, I'm very fortunate that our humble little podcast has got some amazing big guests on there as well that have just shared uh, selflessly about the knowledge that they've got. Um, looking forward to the future and where we want to go, um, one thing that I'm really keen on is to get more of our clients to come on. Now, that's not an easy one because, look, I go back to some of the guests. They're media trained or they've maybe got a um, an agenda, which is their, their own business, for example, which is cool. Uh, we all have, I guess, we all maybe to plug ourselves uh, for a little bit. But clients come on and they think, the first thing I say is I ask when they come on, they're like, oh, I don't think my portfolio is big enough. I'm like, that's not the point. It's not the quantity. It's about your journey. So some people have gone through some major, major setbacks, whether that's financially, whether that's from a health perspective, uh, whether the property they bought didn't deliver what they thought it would be from a cash flow perspective. I mean, one of the best things I've had from a client is I had a few properties like, this is not passive income. This is very, very active. I'm like, I'm glad you've realized that. Um, because this fallacy around having a passive income, there's no such thing. Business, property, whatever it's going to be, there's no just revenue stream that comes in without any maintenance or management. It's quite hands-on. And I'm glad he realised that pretty early on because it changed the way that he attacked and, uh, and looked at his portfolio as well. So I think that's one thing that we're trying to really encourage is more clients to come on. The next one that I uh, I think the, the next wave that we, we're kind of scratching the surface on is property technology. So say Coposit, for example, uh, before you bid, some of these platforms and tools that are here to serve home buyers and also investors, I think the technology is going to play some part, um, but also it's human interaction and, and looking someone in the eyes and say, look, how does this work and what is this the right decision for my portfolio? So something that I call high tech and high touch is something that we're going to touch on uh, in the future as well. So uh, a big, I think the big part for me is the next six months is probably um, wealth being is what I call it. So financial well-being. And given that, you know, we've had 12 rate rises, maybe a couple more to come, uh, cash flows, doing it hard, people that are kind of, I'd say, um, going to a different different financial stage of their life, which is, you know, some people haven't had to do it rising interest rates. This is going to be... Um, a true litmus test for for resilience, for grit, for tenacity. So um, to a lot of our clients, and if you're listening and you're going through that as well, understand that you're not alone. It's what I call scaled pain. So scaled pain is everyone borrowed to the scalability that, they could, that the banks will lend them. So it doesn't matter if you're on 80, 90, 100K, 200, 400K, you generally borrowed to that limit that the banks will bet you. So um, scaled pain is something that I think affects um Everyone at the moment, you, you can't be bulletproof from 12 rate rises and still more to come. There's there's definitely some pain, and that's exactly what the RBA intended when they when they hiked up rates like that as well. Um, and uh, and just to wrap up, so I, I do from time to time get people uh, yeah, reaching out going, how did you launch a podcast, or how does you know, how did you to get to this stage? Um, you put one foot in front of the other, and that's like I said, that first time at Chippendale. Uh, had an idea in my head and I just thought, how do I do it? And it's taking action is, is the big step. Then work out the details. I think quite often, even when it comes to buying property, it's like take some action. Now, it doesn't mean go and buy a dud property just to take some action. It's like, well, speak to a buyer's agent, find out your borrowing capacity, look at the market, see what properties are selling for, for example. 
the detail is then some people get attached to detail, which is spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. And here's, oh, I'm worried about this one. And I'm like, this one's selling for this and the rental yields and trying to do my forecasting on modeling. It's like, well, that's that, that's not helping you make a decision. That's analysis paralysis. And the same thing goes for say launching a podcast. Uh, it's your mindset. Can I do it? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You need simple, like a microphone and a video. Away you go. You don't need the studio in North Sydney, for example. Uh, make mistakes. Jeez, mate. Some of the audio that we had very early on was shocking uh, and terrible. Uh, that doesn't matter. As long as you get it out there, you can. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be actionable as well. And the last one is um, just like buying a prop. I say buying a property is a combination of attitude and ability. So the attitude is, yes, I want to do this, and the ability is, well, financially, do you have the ability to make it work? The same thing would go for something like a podcast. It's the attitude and the ability combined will generate and yield you results as well. Um, so I want to say thank you very much for um, for all the feedback that we've got. I want to say thank you very much to all our guests. As a wrap-up as well, uh, for the time that you give me and my voice, I, want to, I really want to say thank you very much. Our goal uh, is very simply to help more property investors buy with confidence, build a high-quality property portfolio, and build intergenerational wealth. And if that's what we stand for and that resonates with you, I would love if you reached out to us, gave us a review, or even said, hey, here's a couple of questions I've got for you so you can make these episodes even better as well. Hey, that's a wrap for another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Christie-David, signing off on episode 100. Thanks very much.